Welcome everyone to Poolside Chats. Today we're diving into working from home. I'm Leana. I'm Alex. I'm Jazz. And today we're focusing on how to adjust to working from home, from comfort and technology to the importance of maintaining a healthy and active lifestyle. But before we do that, let's check in with everyone. Jazz, how have you been? Liana, Alex, I've been good. I've uh, it, We are officially, this is the fourth week that we've been in quarantine and working from home. I have, my countdown is 31 days officially for me. And there have been ups and downs, but the last two weeks have been pretty stable. My emotions have been pretty stable and I've gotten somewhat into a routine. I've worked out almost every day, which is what I need in my life. And overall it's been, I'm getting, I've accepted the truth and the reality that we've uh, all, all found ourselves in. So that for me has been helpful. Any particularly positive moments from, from maybe this past week? Particularly positive moments. Okay, this is gonna be a total like COVID-19 moment, but I went to the neighborhood Walmart store and I got bleach and I got, um, there were paper towels. There was everything I needed in one stop. And it was very rewarding because I just felt like I accomplished something really, really valuable. And and actually I even, there was two bottles of bleach and wow. I just picked up one because I saw somebody behind me and I was like, I'm not gonna hoard, even though I want to. And the person <laughs> behind me, sure enough, she picked up she picked up the bottle of bleach that I left behind or that I did not pick up. So buying a bottle of bleach was my positive moment this, this <laughs> week. <laughs> as crazy as that might sound. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alex, have, how have you been? And anything particularly positive in your life this past week? Oh, you know, I keep waiting for the week that it's just going to magically click. You know, that everything's just going to work seamlessly and it makes sense. Um, of course, you both know I have two toddlers at home so both my husband and I are working full-time whatever that means right now from home you know it's split a lot of times in the mornings before the kids are awake and in the evenings after they go to bed so I've really learned to embrace being flexible because I just don't have the luxury of sitting in front of my computer for eight hours a day to get work done so I've embraced being flexible at this time but I keep waking up every Monday thinking, okay, is this the week that, you know, we'll have a schedule down, we'll be really productive, the kids will understand, mommy and daddy have to work. And, you know, I told my husband that last night and he just laughed and he said, that's not ever going to happen. <laughs> he said, you'll be waiting for a <laughs> no. long time if you're just waiting for the week that just magically clicks. So um, I'm still struggling more off, you know, sometimes more than others, I found that Mondays are a little bit harder on my anxiety because I just feel really amped up for the week to come. And I'm sure your departments have experienced like we've all been so busy. I mean, I didn't expect us to be as busy as we are during this time, but it's extremely busy. So I've learned mm -hmm. that Mondays, I'm, my, my anxiety is really bad. So I'm really anxious most of the day. So mm -hmm. I next week, my goal is to figure out what I can do differently on Mondays because I already know that's going to be a high anxiety day for me. Um, so that is my goal for next week. Uh, this week, a positive share. I really don't have much, I'll be honest. Um, but one of my daughters did have a really high fever. I mean, it got to 104 <laughs> degrees at one point. Oh my gosh. Um, so I was terrified. I was 
we were both extremely stressed out the entire day, just checking her breathing, taking her temperature, um, trying to force fluids. And I thought, I'm like, oh my gosh, you can do everything right at this time. Because we've stayed home. You know, I've been doing Instacart. We Mm -hmm. haven't been going anywhere. And I was just terrified that we would have to go to the ER. And thankfully, it was a 24-hour thing. And her fever went away um, as soon as I gave her Motrin and it went away within 20 minutes. It dropped down to normal body temperature. So I was so thankful that it wasn't anything serious and it wasn't something that could pass on to the rest of us because let's be honest, when you have kids that are under two, you know, two and a half year old range, there's no social distancing in your house. You know, I can't tell my daughters, okay, (laughs) six feet away, you know, or you can't kiss me, you can't hug me. So I was just really worried on how we would tackle that if it was any type of virus, even if it were the flu, you know, how would we deal with that? So I'm really thankful that it was a one-day thing. It's probably teething. So that's another fun thing to deal with (laughs) on top of everything. So um, I'm thankful that it wasn't worse because it definitely could have been. So yeah, that is a positive. And which baby was that? That Was Was that the older or the younger one? Yeah, Shiloh, my oldest daughter. Yeah, she's almost two and a half. So I looked up a teething chart when she, when all this was Mm -hmm. happening and she's right around the time that her molars, the back molars should be coming in. And those will be the last teeth. Those are the last teeth to come in. Um, as far as the baby teeth go. So she's right in that time frame. So I'm hoping that's what it was, but man, I mean, 104 degrees is a high temperature. And you know, you have people saying, Oh, brain damage starts at 104 degrees and you know, and of course you being who you are you like do all your research you're so thorough and so so, like good at knowing things and and ryan kept telling me it's just teething you know and then once her fever climbed up to that point i could just see the fear in his eyes so it was like us Mm. feeding off each other's anxiety so um again just very positive and thankful that it was just a 24-hour bug whatever it was and Mm -hmm. she is back to her sassy self bossy sassy <laughs> self and I love it um, but she made up for the day that she yeah. was couch ridden for the entire the, day she's 24 hours oh yeah she's more than made up for that so that's so funny um, but anyways uh Leona, how has your week gone <laughs> and do you have any positive moments to share with us oh yes let's see so you know it, it has now been several weeks that we've been trying to work from home I had been just sort of on the kitchen table I had made myself a nice little spot and I realized that that just wasn't working. So my husband, unfortunately, has been laid off from his job. He, he does have a, an expected return date, but that means he's home and he doesn't have work to do. <laughs> well, I do. Um, so, you know, having that distraction was a little bit too much for me. So now I am upstairs and I have this lovely view of my neighbor's house, but at least it's outside, which is very exciting mm-hmm. for me. Um, and I have also learned that despite whatever my husband may be doing downstairs, my dog seems to enjoy staying with me. So I really enjoyed Aww. having my extra little furry coworker with me all the time. Uh, he is, he is uh, both relaxing and a lot of fun entertainment when you're stressed or um, even when you're on a call, because sometimes it just brightens up the mood. So that's been, that's been exciting for me. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, it's funny because um, I have a dog that I've had that's technically mine for the past seven years, I believe. But then from me moving in and out of um, where I'm living right now, he hasn't always been on my side. So he mainly took over, my grandma mainly took over his his life and that's his, 
he's an adopted mom, I guess. But now that I'm home more often, he's really gotten used to me. And so he, he has his cuddle schedule. It's so funny. So like when I get done with work or when I just take time to just chill on the couch or on my bed, he'll come and cuddle with me for a good like hour or two before he goes to his adopted mom's bed. And so I really like that. I forgot how much I, he how cool of a dog he is. And so it's nice because usually I'm never home. I'm always out and um, always doing something. I'll leave at 6 in the morning. I'll come home at 10 for whatever reason, whether it be for school or for social events. And now I'm here 24-7. And so he's gotten used to me being here. And we cuddle a lot. And I, it's really it's very therapeutic for sure to have a warm body that's like just there hanging out with me and he loves me and it's nice that's funny <laughs> I actually think I've said this before um, at home I think the animals probably love this stay at home quarantine more than anybody else yeah. because you know like I have two we have two dogs also and we're gone all day you know we work and we're yeah. gone for several hours throughout the day so just to have people here all the time I can tell that they're just more relaxed they're happy to be with us um, uh-huh. my dogs are great because they clean up the mess that my kids make when they eat. Uh-huh. So it saves <laughs> yeah. me from having to vacuum yeah. and mop all the time. Um, but they yeah. are in the way a little bit sometimes too. So I can tell my, my husband gets a little irritated and he told one of our dogs to go lay down on the couch. And I said, she's probably sick of us too, you know, <laughs> because, you know, we're, yeah. we're in her space, you know, we're messing all, up with all her routine. My space, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they're probably like, okay, are, are they going to leave? Are they going to go on a walk? Are they going to, they going to yeah. go for a drive Can somewhere? we go on a walk? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but have you seen that meme where it has a dog? He's like on top of the cabinet. He's like, this is our 15 walk of the day. John, like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I was like, leave me alone. <laughs> well, I was, I wanted to talk about, and we, now that we're doing a lot of our conference call meetings where we get to see each other, there's, this, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I'm kind of like checking people's backgrounds to get a sense of what their home life is, even not just with web conferences, but like a lot of the, a lot of the shows now have converted to everybody being at home. And so like SNL recently had one where they had the weekend update and one of them is um, dating a famous movie star. The other one, I don't know who he's dating, but I don't think she's as famous. And and so you could tell like the guy who's dating the famous movie star, his his background is like super nice and fancy. And then uh, the other guy is just like a normal bachelor pad apartment. And it's just, it's funny to get a sense of what people's home life is now that, you know, we're doing a lot of these conference calls and we're seeing, have you guys ever thought about what your background is or has that thought crossed your mind? Oh, Oh, for me, absolutely. And actually, I'm super embarrassed by my background a little bit now that I have moved upstairs because this is my craft room. So I've got like Mm -hmm. all these crafting supplies behind me, which just looks like a mess because it's like paint and charcoals and just craft supplies. So I could tell it's craft supplies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know. So I'm I'm a little embarrassed. That's totally you, though. That's right. Right. I mean, it still is, but it's just. So, yes, I have thought about it. And I've considered mm-hmm. putting up a backdrop, actually. So <laughs> so have I, but then that, that requires me doing a lot of stuff that I just don't. Ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've thought about it, too. I, I just try to keep it, I try to keep it as simple as possible or try to stay in the same place. So most of the time I'm upstairs at our yes. dining table where I have a lot of good natural light. So that's usually where I'm at. But for this recording, I've been booted to the children's playroom. So, um, I'm, I'm in their playroom 
because it's quiet and you know you give them a whole room with all their toys to play in and they want nothing to do with it so I'm gonna take advantage of this space right now <laughs> and it's a mess so yeah. I am embarrassed of the background because there's toys everywhere trip fall hazards you name it so I'm definitely embarrassed but you can't see too much of that right now so it's yeah funny. and we're all working from home this is a whole new transition a whole new change so as a part of being the JPA and wanting to make sure people are transitioning well and being able to work in a in a good environment, we decided to collaborate with Health Advocate and host a webinar, well, technically a webinar series on self-care and how to cope with all these changes that we're going through during this pandemic. And so one of our first topics on the self-care series was five tips on working from home. And we brought in a mental health counselor by the name of Cindy Prisico. She's amazing. She's so calming to listen to and she has a lot of really good resources and really good conversation. It just feels like a conversation that you're listening to when you're listening to her workshops. And so on March 31st, we had our very first one and it was again, five tips on working from home. Uh, were you guys able to catch it? Yeah, let's listen to a little sneak peek here. There's free yoga online. So let's look at a summary on our last slide before I see if you have some questions or comments or what might be helpful for, for you to share or hear more about. So the five things that we want to focus on to improve our working from home are our workspace itself. Remember we talked about having dedicated space, making it as comfortable as possible, including thinking about our body, our mind, and our spirit. What kind of tools and equipment do I need that maybe I've, I've been, you know, just kind of making do, but can I step back for a minute and see if there's something I can set up a little better for myself? What am I doing for self-care? I want to move my body. I want to still be able to do some activities and get my natural chemicals going in my brain and just feel better to help balance some of the stress. Very, very helpful right now. And then what can I do to counter feeling alone? If I'm used to going into work and having that camaraderie, um, we want to reach out to people. We want to make sure we're connecting with people and not, you know, not limit ourselves to one particular way of doing that. So people have been sharing humor. They've been sharing just a check-in call. That really feels good to people that, um, that live alone. Um, so there's many things we can do to help ourselves as we're adjusting to working from home. And there are definitely some, some benefits, as I mentioned at the beginning, and that can be helpful as well, um, not to sugarcoat the hard part, but to remind ourselves of some of the good things that we're getting out of this. Maybe we're improving our computer skills. Maybe we're reaching out to people we haven't talked to in a while and having real conversations with them because we're concerned. Um, again, maybe we're grateful we're not getting out in bad weather and having to do a long commute. Uh, maybe I'm saving some gas money, you know, so sometimes we have to really look at, you know, what are the good things that are in this situation in addition to the challenges. Um, and so we invite you on our next slide. If you would like to All right. So we just listened to a sneak peek of the webinar. If you get a chance and have about 20 to 30 minutes, check out www.csjpa.org slash poolside chats for the full webinar and a whole host of our resources, um, the remaining of our episodes, and a lot of tips and tricks and, like I said, resources on all of our programs and services. 
So let's go over the tips that, that Cindy talked about. It started off with carving out a specific workplace. So making sure that your workstation is, is great for you and helps you to be productive and also keeps you focused. Tip number two uh, is to make your area comfortable. So along with once you figure out what your workspace is and your work rituals are, making sure that it's ergonomically sound to your body and that you feel comfortable there so that by the end of the day, your back isn't hurting you or your eyes aren't straining you. Then tip number three was uh, using the right tools and equipment. Tip number four, staying healthy and active throughout your day. And then tip number five, which I thought was really important, was combating loneliness and anxiety. So ladies, what tips really helped you out or which one did you really found speak, spoke to you? So I think the tip that I gravitated to a little bit more was combating loneliness and anxiety. So I do have, you know, a house full of people, uh, children, animals, husband, but I really do miss my family at this time. So that's been a little bit mm. difficult because I'm very close. My mom is probably my best friend. Um, so just mm -hmm. not being able to see my family as often has been pretty hard. But we have really taken advantage of using the video conferencing calls and FaceTime. So at least once a day, you know, my, my kids and myself will FaceTime with my mom, my sisters or my brother if he's available. And then yesterday we actually did a FaceTime call with my dad and sister in Arizona. So that was really nice because I don't, I definitely don't FaceTime my dad really often. So it was nice to yeah. have a chat with him and for the, the girls to see him. And it was really cool because they were, my kids were working on puzzles. So my dad was able to watch oh. them, you know, put these little puzzles together and they were showing off. I mean, they were doing ABC and shapes <laughs> puzzles. And I was really surprised because they were doing really well. And um, just to, for my dad to be able to see that because he doesn't live nearby. And um, a lot of times with little kids, they, they want to be shy on camera. They don't want to talk. Um, so mm -hmm. I think this has really gotten my kids used to that, you know, the video conferencing and technology because they don't understand why they can't go see their grandma or their grandpa or their aunts and uncles. So we've really taken advantage mm -hmm. of technology at this time. And I'm proud of my mom for using technology because I think it's harder for the older generations to get on track with it sometimes because it's not in their back pocket like it is for some of us. Um, but my mom's taken the yeah. lead on setting up all of our family calls. We did a really big video call with all of our family on Easter. So that was madness, but it was almost like we were all together because, you know, yeah. everybody's <laughs> talking, everybody's screaming, everyone running around. So um, that's <laughs> oh really gosh, helped yeah. me to combat loneliness and anxiety at this time. So I really like that tip that Cindy gave us. Oh, yeah. That was really good. And we had the same kind of experience with our Easter because I have a pretty big family and we get together for, I mean, for any time anybody accomplishes anything, we'll have some kind of, you know, celebration of some sort. Or even if it's just a Sunday, we'll be like, hey, guys, it's Sunday. Come over from a noodle and find a little thing. So not having them here was was a challenge, but we did do the whole Zoom or the web, web conferencing thing. And it was a whole <laughs> it was all like loud. You talk. No, you talk or stop talking. <laughs> So that was fun. How about you, Liana? Uh, well, the tip that I um, have really taken to heart and something that my husband and I have been working on is the health and activity tip. Um, mm. So I know Cindy mentioned about like creating a routine and scheduling your breaks and making sure that you have sort of a start and end time for the day. 
Because I know um, when we're home, you sort of, you lose all that structure that you had before, you know, whether it's, Mm -hmm. I have to be at work at a certain time or the idea that, you know, you should leave work at a certain time. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm doing, I'm trying very hard to make sure that I'm sticking to sort of a regular schedule. Uh, But more than that, to get some activity in, because I also know I am guilty of sitting in front of the computer and just working and getting super focused and forgetting that, you know, four hours have passed because I'm, I'm working on a project. Um, mm-hmm. So my husband has taken to turning on music for us and he's like, all right, you've been sitting too long. Let's go get up. And the music is on. It means that I have to get up and either dance or work out or just move. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's really the big tip for me that I'm going to be taking forward. And um, since listening to this webinar, I've we've been doing it almost every single day. Oh, and good. it's been great for us. Um, I yeah. actually am building muscles in places I forgot I had muscles. So that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's so funny because, you know, I have my best friend, um, my two of my best friends from high school, and we usually talk on a regular, but just a part of the combating loneliness and staying healthy and active, we have like a challenge a day. So we send each other like a challenge to do. And so like today's is Russian twist and one-legged um, squats or one-legged something. I don't know. But so then we, we record ourselves doing that and usually we speed it up so it's like not a full like two minutes of just having to look at me do whatever exercise but that's been really helpful we're we're a week strong in doing it and so we get to connect with each other and then also stay active and healthy and that that promotes me to go further and you know exercise a little bit more because I already I'm already here I'm already sweating I might as well just do an extra 30 minutes and that's I mean being active is really important for me I'm not running anymore because I'm I'm afraid of going outside and so doing something inside. I also joined a custom fitness group on from there all the way in Northern California, but you can join from anywhere around the world really. And so once a day we'll do like an hour and the coach will see me and be like, Jasmine, your your form is great or you should adjust it this way. And so just having that somebody like speak back to me, because I normally do like the workout videos and things like that, but having somebody seeing me, I, I realized I need attention, you know, <laughs> I, I'm learning, I'm learning things about myself. I wasn't trying to learn, Rona, like, I don't, need, I don't need to know all this about me, but I'm getting to know myself a lot more. And so realizing what works for me and what, what um, helps me to stay on a schedule and productive is, has been part of this whole learning process of being in quarantine and working from home. Alex, I know, I know you're, and you're an ergo whiz. What are some tips that people can do to make sure that they have the right tools and equipments at home? Because, you know, we we kind of live and breathe that risk management lifestyle. But um, even sometimes being in the industry, we kind of find ourselves taking shortcuts that might be detrimental to our, our health or our posture. So can you give the listeners some tips on how to be really good ergonomically at home? Yes, absolutely. We have on the risk management side of the house, we have sent out or developed a lot of resources on home ergonomics during the work from home period. So I really encourage anybody listening to check out some of those resources that we have already put together. Um, But just to summarize a few things, I really recommend using what you already have. So if you don't have the opportunity to go into your district or your office to grab some of your office items to make your work from home setup a little bit more ergonomic, use what you have at home. So I have plenty of Amazon boxes. So I've used those as a prop to set up my laptop so that I'm looking 
either at or slightly below eye level for my laptop and that that is also lined up with my bigger monitor screen. And I'll be honest, it took me, I just put that up this week. So for the first three to four weeks, I had my laptop just down on the table. I had my monitor, but I knew I wasn't doing something right. And so this week I grabbed that box, I propped it up, and I can't even tell you how much of a difference that's made. Just in the back of my neck, because I'm not looking uh -huh. down, and everything is level. So, um, you know, and I actually let someone from the office borrow my laptop riser. So I don't even have that to get from the office right now. So finding a box, you know, whatever you have at home to, to make sure that you're looking at your screen at eye level is really important. Um, I also know it's like a lot to, of- I'd like to, I'd like to mention. I was going to say, I'd like to mention that you can also use other things around your house too. You know, I've found that yoga blocks have been amazing for adjusting the height of either your laptop or your computer monitors. And for a lot of us who have some, you know, fitness equipment that you may or may not be using at home, you can use some of that as well. Yep. Yoga, mm -hmm. yoga blocks, uh, cushions, pillows, because the next point is a really big issue on even office ergonomics in general is the, your chair. So I would say 75% of ergonomic issues can be addressed by properly adjusting your chair or having a good adjustable chair. And my dining room table chair is not adjustable. So mine are, mm. our, our tables are at their counter height. They're, they're taller chairs. So I actually have to either use the footrest on the chair or prop up my feet with another box and then also get a pillow mm -hmm. or some kind of support for my lower back um, but what I've just really tried to take advantage of is since I do have a higher table setup is just standing work. So I'll sit for a short mm -hmm. amount of time and then I'll adjust and I'll stand. And then sometimes I'll prop one of my legs up um, while I'm standing. And then just really changing postures and positions is really important to key home ergonomics because that way your body doesn't stay stagnant and stay in one working position mm -hmm. for a long time. So I really like that. A lot of organizations have highlighted the importance of ergonomics during this time because we're already stuck at home. You really don't want to get injured while you're working from home at the same time. Mm -mm. Well, and especially you don't want to get injured at all at this time because you don't know mm -mm. if there's going to be a spice for you or any attention for you if you do go to the doctors. So just making sure that you maintain your health and um, making sure that you, you check in with your body to see how it's going. Just speaking to your point about the chair, for the first couple of days, I was using a bench as my work chair. And within like an hour or two, my back was killing me. So I took the initiative to go to when the office was open to get my chair and that's made a huge difference. And um, it looks kind of like a, a Lego setup here because I just have different blocks and pieces. Just make sure that I, you know, it doesn't look pretty and I wouldn't, invite anybody in my office anytime right now but I feel comfortable and I feel I feel like my posture is okay and she had mentioned something about working for a half an hour and then maybe taking a break for half an hour and scheduling that because it's it's really easy like you said Liana and I know you're a, a worker be you're borderline workaholic so <laughs> it's hard to take take a break but I've found that if I like put on my phone 45 minutes to an hour of, of just working and then once I hear that ding go off just stand up look around and blink your blinking your eyes is super important because staring at the screen for so long i mean we know that anyways with just being going to the office but 
you have more breaks or you have a little more interruptions, people coming to your office and chatting with you or, you know, getting thirsty, so going up to the water cooler. But now it's just you and your computer. <laughs> and maybe if you have, you know, little ones at home, you have that distraction. But I noticed I wasn't blinking enough. And I was like, I'm going blind. I'm for sure going blind. And so <laughs> I talked to a friend. He was like, you just need to blink more. So taking some time away from your computer and just blinking more often is, is helpful. And, and let me ask you this for, for that sort of tip too. I've noticed that because we are isolated, that I'm spending a lot of more lot more time with screens and not mm-hmm. just um, because other times that I would have wanted social interaction, I'm having those zoom calls or those Mm. conference calls with, you know, with family or with friends. Um, so I'm finding that even when I would have, you know, previously been away from a screen that I'm stuck on a screen because we're trying to still socially connect. So I know Mm -hmm. that, that, that tip is even more than just from working from home. It's even if you have Mm -hmm. a two hour long call with your best friend, you should probably take some screen time away too, or or time away from your screen. Or like when you're doing, when you're doing the, you know, the conference, happy hours. What what we did in, in, during Easter is we did kind of like a scavenger hunt. So we're not looking at the screen the whole time. So it's like, oh. everybody uh, show us who, or go get your, <laughs> one of them was like, who has the most amount of toilet paper rolls wins the prize or wins, the, <laughs> wins this for us. And so my aunt was walking around to her, her different cabinets with just like hordes and hordes of toilet paper rolls. I won't tell people where she's at because <laughs> I fear for her safety with how many toilet paper rolls she has. <laughs> And so maybe like doing an activity of some sort um, is is, ha- is fun. So another one was who can build the best TP pyramid? And so you have toilet paper rolls and you build TP uh, pyramid in front of your screen. And so that engages activities. So you're not just sitting the whole time, but you're doing, you know, some kind of activity that's borderline active, but not like where you're, Zoom, you're checking in to actually work out, which is... I kind of do both. Yeah, and you're still interacting with family and friends, and you're playing a game, but you're not directly staring at the screen. So that's that's a really good exactly. Yeah, love that. Well, I I hope everybody um, really gets some good tips from just our conversation. I mean, the purpose of this podcast, after you know, hearing the tips and tips tips and tricks from Cindy, was just to really bring it down to like a bringing like bringing a realness to the conversation like you know cindy has a lot of um of the thirty thousand feet kind of point of view from it but um what actually works in our day-to-day lives is really important and bringing a little bit more down to the the worker bee level which is where, where we're kind of at and um one thing is, that she's mentioned is being just journaling what's what you're feeling and also what you're grateful for. So I find that like when I'm going to sleep, because I do have a lot of anxiety with all this, is just like listing all the things that I'm grateful for. And before I even know it, I fall asleep because I have so, uh, such a long list. So being grateful that we have a, a good job that allows us to work from home. And um, if we have somebody with us, having somebody with us, and if you know if you are by yourself, um, having a home, even just like to come home to, or just have a safety place to, work from or live in is nice and so just like the basics of what you're grateful for is really helpful when you're dealing with your anxiety well when I'm dealing with my anxiety um and so we have a whole bunch of we decided because of all the changes we wanted to provide our members and just really the general public anybody who wants to attend our 
workshops can attend for absolutely free. And we're so excited to have anybody join us and provide their input. We have a lot of opportunities for people to share what they what works for them in our chat boxes. And, and we have, we've had some really good input on that. So please check out the webinars and check out our series that, you, that are all recorded, all for free to view at any time. And our next one is something that I find really important because it's caring for the caregiver. So on a day-to-day -day basis, when you're somebody who deals with somebody with a disability or an elderly, it's a challenge. And now there's that social distancing piece in, in motion and you're working from home. So how can we help you deal with that balance of making sure, one, that you're, whoever you're caring for is healthy and also you yourself, how to manage your anxiety and your health because it's amplified now. And so we wanna make sure our members can work from home and just like the you know general public can be home and healthy and safe, but also maintain their sanity, which I think a lot of us are doing because we are just kind of dropped into this situation without any kind of, I mean, some people have you know experience from telecommuting, but I I know I don't. And ha have you guys had experience from telecommuting or working yep, from this home? This is the first for me. This I just think this podcast in general is just a really great way to show how the JPA is being flexible during this time. You know, we discussed this as an idea before the COVID nineteen stay at home orders. You know, before we even even had to leave the office to work from home, it was a thought and. You know, we were really excited about it, but once this, this happened, now we're all home, we're all in our separate spaces, but we're recording, and I think that just really speaks to uh -huh. the flexibility of the JPA to support our membership, and the purpose of this podcast is to really try to hone in a lot of the resources that we have, because I know all of our departments work so hard to consolidate resources for our member districts. And a lot of times you, they may not even be aware of some of the information that we have available to them. So we thought that this podcast would be a mm -hmm. really great candid discussion with a few different departments of the JPA and really bring together some of the resources that we've all worked so hard to push out to our membership. So again, really thankful for our team and everybody here today because we, we're making it work. We're doing it. Agreed. Hey, for anyone who wants to check out the rest of our webinars and our webinar series, please go to www.csjpa.org slash poolside chats to hear the poolside chats with the JPA folks. We'd love to get your feedback if you have any suggestions for future topics. I think one of our future topics for a next series should be an actual just ergonomics topic. Talk about how to set up your, your workstation ergonomically at home. Um, so now you know where to get our self-care series on our webinars. Vienna, where else can they can they uh, get in reach with the JPA? What, what, tell me about our social media presence. Absolutely. So, you know, as always, um, you know, check out our website, but make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media platforms at CA Schools JPA. That's LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Yep. So at this time, we would really love to thank everybody that has listened to this podcast episode today. And if you have any suggestions for future topics or areas of discussion, we would happy to take that in consideration. And this is California Schools JPA Poolside Chats signing off.